0: Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, it's okay if you don't speak the language. We talked to Mary McCowan about her new kids' book, Wigglesworth in Lutonland. Plus, Biz is worried. Woo!
1: Woo! Woo! Thank you. I am so grateful. Thank you so much for doing this show every week in the middle of a freaking pandemic. I, I literally am so grateful that I truly am wooing out of gratefulness, Biz. You're such a badass for doing this whole thing. And, Teresa, it's such a light to hear your voice pop up that I, to have this dose of normalcy in the middle of such a shit show makes me woo, and I'm so grateful, and I want to call you every week to tell you how grateful I am. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this show. Thank you.
0: I want to say thank you to you. Thank you for that woo and for wooing and leaving that. I normally try not to play very, (laughs) very thank you, Baza Teresa calls on the show. But I got to tell you, Sometimes when I've hit my wall and, you know, I'm working on a project or something and it totally doesn't come out the way I want it to, my natural inclination is to then start pulling apart everything that I I do. And usually the show pops right up there. This isn't the show that it started out to be. You know, is this show doing the same thing that it once was? Is that okay if it's not? I miss Teresa so much and having these conversations and, you know, is, are these helpful? Is it, am I just talking to people? (laughs) Like, and so I often talk about going out and telling each other that you're doing a good job. And I just want to let you know that when you have called and left me those messages or emailed us, it is appreciated and it does make a difference, and it really helps. So I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Now that we are all settled in on the thank you train, let's bust out the pandemic one bad mother thank yous. I can't say it enough. Thank you, healthcare workers. You are really amazing. Like jaw-dropping, amazing. And it's tireless. And there have got to be so many feelings mixed up in this for people working in this field when it comes to their own families, their own lives. A lot of the times they're having to put their own families aside while they look after those who are sick in order to protect their own families and i just i just think that's remarkable and it's doctors it's nurses it's the administrations it's the people who go in and keep those sites clean and safe for us and i so so appreciate it i know that you are completely overrun at this moment and i let's all continue to show our support for them by wearing our masks hell let's wear four masks let's just pile on the masks okay just wear them on your head and over your over your face would be good and i want to thank teachers and people who work in the schools this has been a daunting school year Uh, (laughs) just i don't need to say more about that I just need to say thank you and thank you to all the essential workers, everybody from the people who collect our trash to the people who are working in our grocery stores and banks and all of the daily needs that we have. We are able to have our needs met every day and have some semblance of normalcy because there are people who are willing to show up for those jobs. And I see you and really, really thank you. Also, I want to thank the stars above for such an exciting, great week. I had a thoroughly wonderful Wednesday basking in the inauguration. I love inaugurations. I love government. I love watching all the people do the things that they need to be doing. And uh, I will say that as we almost hit a year in the pandemic, it is kind of hard to stay super hopeful and positive all the time. And even when I personally do not see an end close in sight, I have felt the sparks of hope from seeing competent people in roles to address the pandemic and the other issues that the country's facing right now. So so I think that's good. Now, here's what I'm going to check in with you about. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that as my children get older, they are getting not as smart. <laughs> somebody, somebody tell me if your tween is doing this. Guys, Okay, here's the, here's the scenario. And yes, this is one of a million examples. So I'm in the other room and I overhear the following conversation. Kat has gotten up off the couch. Stefan has asked Kat to clean up the popcorn crumbs that are on the couch. I can hear that what their response was, was to take their hand and just sweep the popcorn kernels off the couch, onto the floor, and start heading out of the room. (laughs) Stefan, not a fan, not a fan of this happening. And he says, what? That's not how you clean that up. Well, what did you want me to do? I wanted you to to clean them up, like sweep them up and put them in the trash. How would I even do that? Well, there's a dustpan uh, or the little handbag we just got—I don't even know where they are. There's only one other room they could be could be in. You need to be clearer with what it is that you want me to do. Well, <laughs> I didn't think I had to be clearer with you. Like, like that. The, uh, several feelings are brought up for me. One, the idea. The idea that cleaning it up was just sweeping it to the floor. This is fascinating to me. And then the other is often my children are yelling, they don't know how or where to do this thing that I need them to do. And it's not like I'm asking them to redo the plumbing. It's like, put the dish in the dishwasher. How do I do that? Oh, my God. Have I just failed you as a parent? Have I not taught you enough of things? Have I, you can use the, you know, switch and you figured out the television remote at age three. How do you not know how to put a dish in the goddamn dishwasher? So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. The pandemic is not helping with, uh, I think, Stephanie's my patience level. When it comes to this sort of reverse in problem solving <laughs> that has settled in on my oldest, so just stay tuned in to this channel to see how this evolves over the next seven years. <laughs> Speaking, of evolving. A lot of time has evolved and passed since we had this week's guest on the show. Mary McCowan is back and she is going to talk to us about her new kid's book, Wigglesworth in Lutonland.
2: Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the host of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you were married to the host of One Bad Mother, we
0: definitely are talking about you.
2: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice.
0: Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, I am so excited to welcome back award-winning journalist, former host of CBC Manitoba's Living Winnipeg, and children's book author, Mary McCowan, born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Woo! Now lives in rural Quebec, where she has experienced firsthand the challenges and the rewards of learning a second language. She recently published Wigglesworth in Lutonland, an interactive children's book which promotes language learning. You can always go back and listen to the first time we spoke with Mary on episode 72. God, it's 300 episodes ago. Welcome, Mary. (laughs) <laughs> hey biz <laughs> wow 300 episodes it's ago right. 300 a episodes a ago little, a little more yeah i know so what's changed Congratulations. What's... <laughs> thank you i want to start because i do actually want to know what's happened in the last 300 episodes so i'm gonna ask uh who lives in your house has it changed have they gotten older and hairier? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is so true. Very good question. Now, who lives in my house? I have two
0: sons. I think mm-hmm. 300 episodes ago. You still I had, had two. two sons. You had two. You had, taken I had two away, <laughs> you had taken away somebody's electronics and made them go for a whole week without oh, electronics. That was a delight. That's right. That's when underwear yeah. boy
3: came to that's life. That's correct. When he was so bored, he was putting underwear. Yeah, he put a different pair of underwear on every yeah. single day for a week. That was Funny, I forgot underwear, boy.
0: <laughs> well, you're welcome. i to have to grab my other one. <laughs> you're welcome, teen. Let's remember other embarrassing things about you. Anyway, okay, so you have two sons. How old are they now?
3: Fifteen and nine. Can you believe it? Three hundred episodes ago, they would have been like, oh my
0: god, eight and three probably. Fifteen and nine. Fifteen. <sighs> All right. Tell me everybody else who lives in the house just before I go back to talking about teens. Well, I have my
3: husband, yes.
0: the Ebola man,
3: <laughs> <laughs> underwear boy, and Ebola man, man. Nice, uh, are still here, <laughs> but now, but now we. Uh, I, I don't have everybody in the house. I have four dogs who live in the house, so we're outnumbered. There could be mutiny at any point. <laughs> Because well we're not outnumbered by dogs, but we have two goats which I would love to let in the house. Don't give I could go on and on about goats, but let me just say one thing if I have two minutes is I'm angry at I am so mad at anybody who knew anything about goats who did not tell me to go out and buy goats. Goats are the best pets (gasps) you can ever have. They are wonderful. Mama wants a goat. My mother. Yeah, that's why. I don't want you to be mad at me. It's like, you can't be mad at
0: me because now I've told you that goats are the best pets ever. Well, I think she should have a goat. goat. I think she should have a goat. But my father's like, well, you know what'll happen. It's going to start raining (laughs) and your mother's going to say, oh, the poor goat has to come inside. And I was like, why wouldn't you let a goat inside? What are you guys doing? You got nothing to do? Let the goat inside. Anyway, he's currently taking her to goat petting zoos. But I said, the day you guys move out here, you get all the goats. (laughs) What are your? I think goat diapers should be invented. Um, You know they're ruminant feeders, so you can't bring them in. They'll poop everywhere. uh, But goat diapers. There. Goat diapers. There's a way. Somebody get on the goat diapers. What are the goats' names? This is all I care about now. (laughs) Helen (laughs) and Gimo. That's my mother's name. Is Helen? My family is full of Helens. I think it is delightful <laughs> that you have a goat named Helen. <laughs> and what's the other goat's name? The other goat is Yeah. And that's French for marshmallow because she's a big, oh. white, fat goat. Oh. So she looks like a marshmallow. Big goat. <laughs> All right, I will keep us moving. Before this becomes a goat episode, <laughs> the last time you were on, I have to touch base on this though. The last time you were on, we talked a little bit about your husband who uh, at the time at least was, what was he? He was the like CDC public health. Wasn't he like? Yeah. Yeah. The
3: Canadian version. He Same thing. Yeah. The the director of the public health agency. Um... Yeah. Yeah microbiology
0: yeah I don't know if you guys have this in Canada but there's a this pandemic that's happening here in the U.S. I'm so sorry if we're bringing it to Canada but like I have to check in and be like is he still doing the work and (laughs) and if if so what's that like I mean,
3: oh, my God, I have to tell you, I got I got sucked into that world. So we've started a company, my husband and I, where we sell mobile diagnostic laboratories. They're basically tiny labs on wheels. Oh, so they're fully outfitted and uh, they're ready to go turn. Turnkey. You have to deal with your own staff. Yeah. They come with all the reagents, all the yeah. consumables, all the the techno equipment, biosafety cabinet. Everything is ready to do diagnostic for COVID. <laughs> and uh, at the same time that the pandemic took over my life, and we were working oh, seventy hours a day on COVID, my editor was like, Mary, do you want this book to come out before Christmas? Because you've missed all your deadlines. <laughs> I missed every deadline.
0: Every, there's not one deadline that
3: I didn't miss.
0: So, yeah. So, yeah. We're still yeah. Uh, up to here with COVID. Wow. Well, thanks for making those trailers. I mean, I got to tell you, my mind, though, is just like, I am so glad I'm not in charge of things like that. Because, like, all I can think of is, like, well, there's a mini fridge and a fold-out bed and a cooler. And there's definitely a stereo and a horn that plays <laughs> the Alabama fight song. Anyway... You mentioned you mentioned a book and this is why we have got you here. This book Wigglesworth in Lutonland which is possibly one of my favorite character names ever until I met the chicken. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this book. Give us the synopsis so that I don't ruin that for you. <laughs>
3: Well, Wigglesworth is an English-speaking elf mm-hmm. who accidentally, not accidentally, but he jumps out of the sleigh too early. Santa he's trying sleigh. to get to Vermont. Yeah, Santa's, Santa's sleigh. sleigh. Sorry about that. He's a surveillance elf. So <laughs> before Christmas, yeah. he goes to yeah. his, his family to watch over the children. He jumps too soon because he's eager mm-hmm. to meet his skiing prodigy, family uh in vermont and but he gets his geography yeah. wrong because he doesn't go to school he's yeah. too smart to too go to smart. school so he doesn't really know how to read a map very well <laughs> he jumps out of the sleigh too soon and instead of landing in vermont he lands in quebec oh, city that's not and that's the not name vermont. Putin, <laughs> That's not Vermont. <laughs> and he figures that out right away. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> cause he doesn't speak any French. Yeah. And he has to figure out everything. And what, you know, what Quebec City really is, is Lutinland, because Lutin is the French word for elf. Mm-hmm. So he learns that he is an elf in Lutinland, And he learns French, but he learns a lot about um, how to listen to people, oh. how to uh, not be so impatient. Mm. So he does, uh, you know. French is the main thing he learns, but he does go through a bit of a
0: character uh, growth, oh. let's say. Oh, that's very. No- Look at your theater days paying off. Oh, <laughs> no. your obstacles, just so everybody knows. Mary and I went to college together. I think I already said that, and got theater. Oh, I got a theater degree from a medical university in the south. I think you went. I know. Right? No, I think you went on to get a real. Degree that made more sense. But uh, yeah, not, not you know, that just. I have a theater degree from medical school. That's right. <laughs> Are you a doctor? I'm a no? doctor. Dr. Elizabeth Lawrence. Anyway, so <laughs> I like, hey, a lot of things happening in this book. I, but I'm going to start with the dumb question that people have to ask people who come on their shows. And that is why? Why'd you write it? Why'd you write this book? Mary. (laughs) I'm glad you asked that question. It's not a dumb, no such thing as a dumb question. No, there are, there are plenty of Um, dumb questions. (laughs) I get them, I get them all day long in this house. Go ahead. (laughs) You're the best, Biz.
3: (laughs) The reason I wrote this book, back in 2013, 300 episodes ago. 300 episodes ago, back back before the covid (laughs) before there was COVID, That's there was right. a newspaper called Le Chalet Post. Le Chalet Post was my family. <laughs> yes. What? And Wigglesworth was editor-in-chief of Le Chalet Post. And, you know, a lot of families do their year in review. So I yeah. did that. I wrote a, a newspaper every year for Christmas Eve presents. And it was oh. our year in review. And it was written by Wigglesworth mm-hmm. and Poppy, my other son's elf. And then we moved to Quebec. And my first my first instinct in Quebec was like, oh, my God, I have moved to Disney World for adults. This is the most <laughs> beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. And it is still the most beautiful place I've ever seen. The architecture is just stunning, is so gorgeous. And so I, I put on the brakes of the newspaper and I was like, Wigglesworth has to write a book about yes! being in Quebec. And I started that in and. 16 was the year I moved, but then slowly I began to realize how hard it is to live in a place where people really don't have a good command of my own mother tongue, so it was on me to learn French, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'd love to tell you it was wonderful and easy, you know, no problems, but it was probably, I've had two people come out of my body, and they're called Sebastian and (laughs) Johan. Learning a second language is harder than giving birth. It is the hardest thing I have ever done. (laughs) I believe you. I believe you. (laughs) And, uh, and, and I say this, especially as an adult. So I think that my, my desire was to kind of, if I can inspire younger people, especially in Canada, across Canada is a bilingual country. There's so many kids that are resistant to learn English. There's so many kids that are resistant to learn French. And I'm like, you got it. You're a sponge. Do it now. Do it now. (laughs) So I, you know, I kind of wanted to say that, but then The other thing is, you know, I had my dark days in Quebec Mm -hmm. where, you know, I I remember being in an emergency room with with Johan. He was sick with the flu. And I was like repeating everything I thought maybe that the nurse maybe understood, you know, just to make sure we understood each other. And, you know, that was really hard. And it took twice as long. And. I found myself, you know, at one point being like looking at the sidewalk because I didn't want people to talk to me because I was afraid I wouldn't understand. And I'm like, Mary, you got this is not who you are. Yeah, I started, you know, thinking that this 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 book could be good for adults, too. So I tried to put a bit more humor in there for grown ups, And then, you know, and then I started to realize how f- funny it is when you. When when you speak a second language and you start to realize the mistakes that you make are hilarious, then why (laughs) don't celebrate those? (laughs) Ah! So those mistakes went in the book. I'll tell you. I I don't think it was appropriate for me to try to rent a room at the Hotel de Ville because that's actually City Hall. (laughs) You can't can't do
0: that. Can't do that. (laughs) Can't do it. Yeah, no, we okay. I love I I think that's actually one of the things that's great and I want to touch on is that fear, that like loneliness and fear and I mean like being a parent's already isolating and then moving to a new place can also be isolating even if you speak the same language and I think about moving to a place that does not speak my language and it's not like I mean, we're Americans. We just assume everybody's gonna fucking speak our language whenever we. But you don't speak English. What's wrong with you? Right? Like I mean, like it's so, it's so awful how much we just assume the world revolves around us. And so that can also come as a kick in the butt. (laughs) When you go somewhere, yeah. I mean, you could be like, why don't no one really, no one, (laughs) gotta. No? Okay. Knock, B- knock. Ah, no? Ah, no. Nah. Polly. Polly boo. That's it. That's all I got. So that's, that's like a really, and I can't imagine how frightening, that would have been frightening to be in a hospital, I would, to, because I wouldn't have thought about it, like, uh, surprise, there are a lot of things we don't think about until we're in the middle of it, and right. I wouldn't Think about being in another country and needing emergency care and no one speaking it. So talk to us about getting through that and getting to a place where you could speak some French and and how that helped you help Wigglesworth. Do you remember, was it
3: Jill Balch
0: Kuhn? Was oh. she the, she's amazing. Yeah. And I remember yeah.
3: she said something to me. Hi, Jill. I hope she listens to your show because I'm about to give her a big shout out. Yes, Jill. <laughs> she said something to me. When you get frustrated with something, then let yourself get pissed off. Let yourself get pissed off and use that. And use that as yeah. your as your ammo, your energy to keep going. And I think that maybe helped. Like, you know, I, I can't say I was pissed off at the doctors or nurses that didn't speak English. I was pissed <laughs> off at me because yeah, I yeah, think, I, you know, yeah. I've been here at this point like two years and I, I expected in the first six months that I would be perfectly bilingual. And I had already been here, you know, a year and a half, two years, and I still couldn't do it. So I got really pissed off at myself and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to make sure like if I go into a, a pharmacy yeah. and I know exactly what yeah. I want, and I know exactly where it is. I'm going to go ask.
0: Where yeah, is just it? Uh, just
3: so yeah. it can initiate that conversation and make me talk. Ooh. And and the other thing I'd like to touch on, Yeah, so I got through it that way. The other thing that helped me is this is easier said than done, <laughs> but just to remember how much I admire people. When I hear them speak with an accent, because yeah. to me, that's like they're wearing a big, bright, sh- shiny shirt that says, I am brave. I took myself out of my comfort zone and yeah. I've learned a second language. Yeah. But those rules somehow didn't apply to me oh, when yeah. I sounded like an idiot. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, right?
0: right. <laughs> that's right. No, no, I am so the idiot. I just tried I to kind like of.
3: <laughs> I know, I sound so stupid. You sound awesome with your accent, but yeah. I sound like an idiot. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I just tried to. To put myself you know in, yeah. in in what I would see if I were talking to me I would admire me so I tried to think about that and the other thing that got me through it is I finally realized that you and this is I think and, and readers may decide what the moral of Wigglesworth is but <laughs> I think the moral of Wigglesworth <laughs> is you don't have to be perfect mm to start. You start and you get better and better and better and better but never expect yourself to be perfect. Just try. And that goes with anything. I mean, in Wigglesworth and Lutonland, it's language-based but anything. Who's the best dancer when they, you know, were six months old? They have to learn how to crawl and
0: then walk. You know, this is so applicable to uh, not just the moving to language thing. I feel like these are the conversations I have with both of my kids all the time who... And I, I don't know why it just, why they feel this way. I'm like, is this just some sort of developmental thing or just instinctually like who they are? But both of them, slightly differently, like they want it to be right the very first time. When it's not perfect, they're failures. <laughs> uh, they'll never <laughs> be able to do it again. Yesterday, I had to like talk Ellis down from like, he Wrote the beginning of a sentence that he was supposed to do for school wrong. And I had said, all you have to do, the sentence was, I am also blah, blah, blah. And he wrote, also. And I said, you can tag the I am after that. You can also say, also, I am blah, blah, blah. No. No. It, no, that's not possible. And my teachers will not like me anymore, right? And I know this is also, (laughs) hey, guys, this is also pandemic anxiety and just this current world that we live in. But I keep saying to them, no one starts perfect, right? Like no one, no one starts perfect. Everybody starts slow. Everybody starts with a lesson. And for me, I go back to our teacher at UAB who taught us stage combat, and Ron Hubbard, and Ron Hubbard and shout out Ron Hubbard. So my sister was saying, shout out Ron Hubbard. <laughs> my sister was saying, you know, we're from the South because we always have to say everybody's first and last names. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Ron Hubbard. I remember him telling me <laughs> that when you're learning stage combat, like sword fighting or something like that, that the instinct is to just go at it really fast. Ah, I'm so great. Yeah. Look at this. And he said, in particular, the guy, <laughs> guys tended to think they were going to be really great at it right away but the trick is you actually have to start so slow and you train yes. so slowly so that by the time you speed up it's it's no one's going to get hurt and that's right i like try and use that example with the kids all the time like this is i know you want it to be fast i know you want it to look like that and so. I think A, I hate that we have to keep learning that as an adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 sucks. And I hate that I have to like listen to that story about the French and understand where my children are coming from. I'd prefer <laughs> I'd prefer to live with blinders on my whole life. Such <laughs> so much easier. They're people. So I think Like your book offers that, which is so nice. It is a book for kids, but we're still dealing with those problems. And I think adults almost have a harder time because we have grown into, as opposed to outgrown, grown into embarrassment, grown into pressure. Right. While kids might let it roll off of them. How are your kids? Did your kids pick it up? Well, yeah, I have to uh, give another
3: shout out to the school system in Manitoba.
0: (laughs) Manitoba school (laughs) uh,
3: system! Manitoba, the district, Scola Franco-Manitobain, and the French Immersion in Manitoba, (laughs) (laughs) They gave, I mean, everything is, is wonderful for my kids because of the school system, because we were in an English speaking place, but because my husband is, his first language is French, our kids were able to go to Mm. the French school. And so they didn't skip a beat and it's so beautiful. I'm going to brag about my oldest. He is, (laughs) he is why I probably am panicked all the time because he is perfectly (laughs) bilingual. Like. Zero <laughs> accent in this language, zero accent in that language. He can be chatting to me in English, and then his friend is his friend is here now, and I should get them down here. Chat to me in English. You would never know he was anywhere but from Alabama he's got my <laughs> southern accent. And then he switches to me, and he's like blah 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 blah, and it's just no, no beats uh, skipped. Oh. He's amazing. But I want to tell you what my hardest word was in French. Yes, because please. My most complicated word to learn in French is huh. Yeah. <laughs> what is,
0: what it is that? It took
3: me four years to say, I don't understand. Okay. Can you okay. repeat that? Huh? Four years to be, because what? every time anybody would say something I didn't understand, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> but now I've, I realized that sometimes in English, I don't understand. So sometimes in yeah. English I have to say, excuse me, can you repeat that? Yeah. And now I have the confidence to be like, uh, I don't What you
0: What? So freaking hard. Such a sexier way to say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> huh? What? Huh? That's crazy. I'm so glad that your kids know it so well because now you can really just rely on them and you don't have to get any better at it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sasha, can you make this call for me? I need to call the,
0: Pretend... the dentist. <laughs> oh my right? God. Oh my God. All right. So let's wrap up on the book is, is more than just a story. There are actually some lessons in the book. I mean, it does teach you a little French. Sorry kids when I try and read that out loud. But talk to me a little <laughs> bit about the sort of interactive part of the book.
3: Well, I did want it to be, uh, like you said, interactive. So I put in a few recipes. There's North Pole tasty treats, but I also wanted to bring a little taste of Quebec. So it is true that, in my opinion, (laughs) it's a fact that Quebec has the best hot chocolate in the world. So I, sure. put in, I put in a hot chocolate recipe. I mean, it's, a, it's my opinionated Why fact. Not? But uh, there's got to be a study somewhere sure. that says Quebec City has the best hot chocolate <laughs> in the world. So there are recipes. I put in a bit of grammar. Ooh. Like, kids don't have to do it. But when I was a kid, everybody else's homework was always kind of fun. So I thought maybe kids might want to do Wigglesworth's homework. Yeah. He has to learn about, you know, how to conjugate verbs. And he has to learn, in in, in French, the verbs are quite there's a lot of ways to conjugate a verb so many they wrote a book about it <laughs> it's called the becherelle, and no kid that takes french and no adult that that wants to learn french should ever live without a becherelle. it's in the book the spelling everything and it tells you how to conjugate verbs i'm sure you can find it online too french conjugation becherelle.
0: everybody you can't live without it
3: <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's that and the other thing i thought was interesting growing up in alabama i knew i knew there was this place called quebec mm-hmm. i can't say that i knew what it was i knew that it was french speaking it was part of canada but i had no idea how old it was and how the history i had no idea i, I until i moved here in fact i didn't know about the the beautiful folk lore here. The Chasse galerie where the uh the three guys make a deal with the devil to 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 take the canoe into Montreal. Yes. That is that is a Quebecois French Canadian story that I had never heard. And so it's a little <laughs> bit of a, a way to like share that. I just uh, I wanted you know friends and family well, if yeah. nobody else read it I'm like you gotta
0: at least know the story there's the devil yeah, the no. devil is part of a Christmas story know, in Quebec. The devil went down to Georgia and he's also up in Quebec. I gotta tell you he's up there, he's up there. <laughs> But I will I will say that. But that's true. That's another good thing about the book is that like I will not put this all off on Alabama. This is all of us grow up somewhere and for a very long time have a limited have limited access to the world. I don't think I yeah. left this country even until I was in my 20s. Right. And that even that's. I recognize that as something that was a real gift that I got to do. And I certainly have friends who have never left the south, they've never left New York, they've never, they've only been in southern California and have never traveled. So it is very easy to to miss out on stories like that and miss out on knowing about these places that seem very mythical and magical and like, what is this? Like, I mean, I certainly can guarantee you I'd never heard of Quebec until, I don't know, I was very old. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, like as a kid in the world, our kids are all different now because right, there's right. so much more access to stuff. But that's right. Yeah. yeah so when, a school of House rock was you didn't have internet. No, no internet. The internet came about when no. you and I were in college. Oh, no, right? oh, that's so weird ah. <laughs> We old Mary Thank you Thank you Thank you For writing this book Thank you For learning French Thank you <laughs> For you and your husband Making all those little Portable labs Because those are Very important <laughs> Right now <laughs> And We will have to catch up So you can tell me All about Boys in puberty And How to Just I don't know, not make fun of them all day because, you know, that's all I want to do is make fun of my kids as they age and be like, oh, yeah. yeah." (laughs) Um, So, Thank you, and I'm so glad to see you and that you are doing so well.
3: Likewise, and congratulations on this successful story you've got going for so many years, and I'm so I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to know you. I'm proud congratulations to-, to you and your team.
0: Yeah, this is what a theater degree from a medical university in Alabama will give you. Children's author <laughs> and podcaster. <laughs> All right, we will link everybody up to where they can get a copy of the book as well as to get that conjugating verb book that seems very important if you're going to speak French. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us and I will talk to you later.
3: Thank you so much. Bye and have a wonderful weekend or...
0: Who knows what day it is anymore?
3: What day this (laughs) will be. Have a wonderful day, night, morning. Have a wonderful...
0: One Bad Mother is supported in part by Third Love. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all day comfort and support in over 80 sizes, including half cup sizes. Guys, I think
2: I'm a full convert to (laughs) Third Love. I mean, they're, they're really the only bras that I wanna buy anymore. I really appreciate their half cup sizes. I appreciate that there's like a little space in either direction and hey it's 2021 this is our time to shine and do things that make us feel happy starting with better bras and underwear so if you're not sure about your size you can take their third love online fit finder quiz and you can find a style and a size that fits your breast shape and your body Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area
0: woo-hoo, and across the United States. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering listeners 20% off your first order. Go to
2: thirdlove.com/slash mother now to find your perfect fitting bra
0: and get 20% off your first purchase. That's Teresa Teresa Hello biz Let's only do the show And music Let's go do the show and music Genius fail time It is music Go (sighs) Genius me Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my god that's fucking genius.
2: If only you guys could see Biz's hands when she's doing this. The hands are maybe the best part. Okay do you want my actual genius? I actually would really like to
0: hear it. Okay great. That's yep. what I came here for. So, oh, I know. Noah, uh, I'm get right I'm into it every week. I'm here to listen, <laughs> starting, starting right now. So I'm I'm on a roll with
2: the two wheelers <laughs> because Oscar, <gasps> oh, he's riding his no, bike. No, no one can stop me. No, I am unstoppable.
0: <laughs> Don't I've stop got me now.
2: Two Two kids. Yeah. Two kids who can ride bikes. Wow. You are and
0: it's that it's a great feeling. You're that family. You're doing yeah. such a good job. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're on mics. I say that family because yeah. we are we not that, that fam- family.
2: No, we're that family in so many oh. contexts that you could mean by that family. So I just, we don't even have to go there. But yes, whatever you want to mean by that family, yes, we yeah. are
0: probably that family, yes. Oh, yeah. No, I, that's one day when we return to being able to talk about anything with substance that yeah. doesn't make us break down and cry all day mm-hmm. that would be a great topic yeah that family that i'm that family, family.
2: <laughs>
1: just that explore
2: family that,
1: oh, oh that, that
2: family, family.
0: <laughs> oh you're doing i bet you are unstoppable
2: yeah i am i am
0: yeah you're doing such a so good Curtis job is
2: up next he's yeah. on the balance bike now and i'm like oh come on let's do the core strength let's make yeah. it happen make Let's it happen it, buddy
0: you're doing it thank on you two wheels thanks <laughs> <laughs> my genius this week imagination time mm. imagination time is a time between online learning during the breaks when ellis does not want to do anything other than have me figure out something for them to do, mm. and I don't want yeah. to do that anymore. Yeah. everybody. No. And there's also like snuggling that wants yeah. to happen. It just, yeah. there's just so much. Yeah And I and what I've learned is that all of that time trying to figure out what to do, because he doesn't really want to do any of the things that I have suggested, but he mm-hmm. doesn't want to come up with his own thing, mm-hmm. and then it's like, there's 10 minutes left until you have to go back and that 10 minutes will be consumed with screaming right so this week i introduced in a panic let's have some imagination time do you want (gasps) to go on an imagination trip and he was like "What? what's that mama what is that and i said well let's lay down on the couch (laughs) (laughs) lay down real low Mm-hmm. and lie very still. close our eyes and close stop our talking. eyes <laughs> we're gonna close our eyes and why don't we go to disneyland oh my Kay? god we're gonna start I he, he was love like you so much he was right like now. no he was like no and i said no 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 we're doing it we're going to disneyland we're in the car we're there let's play the parking lot game like the very first thing we do when we go to disneyland because we live in southern california it is just very easy good investment when we used to be able to to go outside mm-hmm. each parking level is a different disney animal disney mm-hmm. character so we would upon entering play the game which level are we going to park on is mm-hmm. it daisy because you don't get is to choose the Disneyland no, they send yeah, they you where see. you're gonna go they like put a you there beautiful yeah. that's my it's the best that's yeah. my Disneyland experience it's is watching the, the organization yes Happen. it's, so it's magic it, it is
2: this it why it's a magical yes, kingdom yeah it it's is magic. the magic so yes. i'm like
0: what 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 level what level i'm going with daisy i'm going with daisy uh-huh and then slowly else is like all right i'm going with mickey okay let's see what happens oh i just passed daisy it's not daisy oh it's not goofy not goofy there goes Minnie. Oh my God, we are parked on Mickey Mouse. I can't believe. and look at this. Yeah. We're right next to the escalator. Whoa. <laughs> and then we proceeded to, you know, go through the park. Yeah. Right, and it actually was very calming. Yeah, and, and anything could happen. We found so many fast passes on the ground and free oh, yeah. money, and sure. like season passes and yeah. more free money. Great and Star Wars Lego sets, <laughs> just laying around, just laying around. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it was, was actually a...
2: <laughs> Star Wars Lego set day where. It was. Just every kid gets as many Star Wars Lego sets they want. Oh, just that. Just because
0: it was, surprise, you're the only people who get to be at Disneyland today. Right? So, yeah. This is so good. (laughs) Oh,
2: it it honestly
0: sounds very therapeutic, actually, as well. Yeah, it was calming and nice. And I didn't really have to do much because, well, what next? Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyway. Oh, I there love it. Count. No, can
2: I just say I yeah. I really do like I think part of what's hard about not being able to do those things is just not being able to talk about those familiar things that are part yeah. of our like family culture and traditions. The like parking lot game, for example, yeah. like that is like something you probably just haven't had a chance to talk about <laughs> together. And I, I just think that that is that's really good. That's like pretty huge. I love that. Thank you very
0: much. I'm
1: calling with a genius. I threw the plastic bag that the grapes come in, you know, that has the holes in it. I just threw it away. This bag of grapes, for some reason, the brand was called Pretty Lady Grapes, and it had, like, a picture of a pissed-off kind of looking blonde woman, and it's called Pretty Lady Grapes. I mean, what is that? And my first thought was, like, oh, man, I hope my daughter doesn't see this. Now the grapes are sexist. I don't, I mean, I should probably talk to her more about feminism. I really hope she hasn't seen it already. And why was I thinking these things? And then I remembered I could just throw the bag away and talk to her about feminism at a much more appropriate time. Maybe not when I'm stressed out from a pandemic that's has been ending. Obviously, my anxiety is spilling into the grocery aisle now. So, yeah. Just throw, throw the brapes back away if it's sexist. You don't have to deal with it right then. That's my genius. You're doing a great job. Bye. <laughs>
0: this is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. This is... I just want to let you guys all know, as I listen to the calls, the geniuses really are all coming in about this level. This, like, <laughs> like something feels really big and important, and uh-huh. then I discover it's probably anxiety in the pandemic yeah and uh there's just this like hint of madness to everything yeah. this hint of like yeah. hysteria yeah. like-
2: <laughs> and like <laughs> almost like in almost like a weirdly self-aware way like yeah. i know i'm yeah. probably panicking about this unnecessarily <laughs> but nevertheless here we are like this is happening
0: these grapes are sexist and yeah. we have got to get them out of the house. I mean, I, honestly, though, that put, what was up with those grapes? What like was up, up with the, those grapes? What's, what's going on with that? Those grapes aren't pretty ladies. They're grapes. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not sour grapes. If she had a bitter face, they should have been called sour grapes. <laughs> but instead, it was pretty lady grapes. I, I commend you for your keen eye. Mm-hmm. Ever present, ever alert, for sexism mm-hmm. in our grocery aisles mm-hmm. and our produce. And uh, I also salute you for eventually figuring out you could just throw it away. And my, really, the part that I love the most is I can throw them away now, and then wait till yeah. a more appropriate time to, <laughs> to talk, talk about, about feminism. <laughs>
2: Rather li- than in the context
0: of grapes. What would make this <laughs> genius even better is uh-huh. if your child was only like one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, You're doing so true. such a good job. You really are. I yeah, love you so much. <laughs> you're doing you're so good. Good job. Yep. Keep it up. Failures. Fail, fail, fail.
2: Fail You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, I will. Great. This is a hurting myself by accident oh. fail. I I know that we parents in general have this thing about like stepping on small toys like Legos or whatever yep. it is. That that really hurts. Oh. And it's it's not fun and it and it's hard to avoid stepping on the toys sometimes. So we've all been there, you know, we've all stepped on a toy and said, ouch.
1: Yeah.
2: Ah, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Or what have you. (laughs) I stepped on a tiny toy and actually like cut my foot, like, like my foot. It really cut my foot, like blood. I mean, not like not like I needed to go get stitches or something, but like blood. blood, blood. And it was on the ball of my foot. Oh, so it took a really long time to heal. And when it happened, everyone was there. Everyone was around, <laughs> and it hurt really bad. Like at first, yeah. I, I, at first I did the thing I do, which is well, I I think first I think to myself, "Ow, yeah." Well, of course I'm hurt again. Yeah. No, no one, one cares. cares. I'll continue <laughs> doing whatever I'm doing. Did we say no one cares at the exact same we time? We did. We did. Because no one cares. No one cares. And then I was like, wow, this actually really hurts. And I sat down on the nearest chair, which was a kid chair. Yeah. And I looked at my foot and I said, oh, I'm like bleeding. It's it's really hurt. And like Jesse, <laughs> Jesse was in the middle of some kind of stressful parenting situation and I I had to say to him like can you get me like a damp paper towel because I didn't want to get up and like get blood on the floor yeah and he's like yeah and it's like those it's one of those moments where like as partners like we love each other. We don't want each other to get hurt, but there's just times where you look at your partner who got hurt and you're just like, really? Like, you need yeah. something from me right now? And it was totally one of those things. <laughs> so I didn't get, like, I didn't, no one, again, no one, no, one no one cares, but it was a real, a real ouchie. I am so sorry. And it, and it hurt to it work on it for days afterwards.
0: All I could think of in your story, I wanted to raise my hand when you said you sat down and you looked. And you saw it was bleeding, and the room was full of your family. Yeah, I wanted to say at this point, did anyone ask how you were or if you were okay? And I also was like <laughs> expecting you to sit down and one of your kids to be like, "Where is my granola bar?" Yeah, right. Like, grab right totally. and what? You know, like, totally. It's. I, I mean so they're,
2: sorry I know thank you. you. they are so baby. honestly sensitive to me getting hurt that yeah. I I can't I can't like freak out yeah because they get really upset if I'm yeah. upset. So oh, d- how do you uh, enjoy having so to ouch. regulate oh, your it'll be fine. it'll be totally fine. It's just some blood.
0: It's fine. I'm just gonna sit here for a while. How does it feel to have to regulate everybody's emotions at the expense of your own? How's that? How's that feel? Wow. Does that feel good? I'm not not even even ready to No, hear not going to go through that one. <laughs> we'll save that for the reunion show. Anyway, I am so sorry that you got hurt. Thank you. And if I had been there, uh-huh. There would have been, I would have boo-boo bunnied. Yeah. I would have bandaged. I would have mm. said, do you know what you need to do, Teresa? You need to lay down on the couch and watch television the rest of the day. Yeah. That's Thank you. That's what you deserve. Thank you. I, has <laughs> anybody else during the pandemic uh, just started making all kind of decisions without any thought? Oh, yeah. I, I am doing this a lot. Yes. And cat. Well, I had these, I just gotten all these new, like, cozy books, little mysteries that I like, and Kat's like, well, can I borrow one? And I was like, well, sure, because it's a cozy, guys. It's cozy. There are rules to cozies. And the rules are nothing graphic, right? No graphic mm. violence, right? No, like, yes, someone's dead, but there's a lot of cuteness in cats. Mm-hmm. So it was I had not read it. There was like a paranormal element to it too. So I thought, well, that's fun. It's supposed to be, you know, there's ghosts and it's funny and a murder. Fantastic. I gave it to her and she gets about halfway through it and she's like, Well, I've put it down. I'll have to get back to it. And I had come to the end of my reading books recently. This was a, this was like maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Okay. And I go into her room and I get the book off their shelf to take it back and start reading it and like the first chapter is all about this ghost hunter going into this house where she's got to get rid of this really evil ghost and help the ghost who was his victim of rape pass on to the other side wow i i started reading it wow yeah and i was just like i don't even i don't i don't know what to do because like lots of elements a strangers are going to hurt you very badly (laughs) like right and uh, rape and uh, you know these are not it's not like these aren't conversations we will have and we build up to them will always yeah. have talked to us about yeah. safety and you know rules and yeah. things like that but like I could not uh, believe yes I had just handed this to my child yeah without vetting in yeah. any way you hoped it would be fine I and it just, wasn't I just <laughs> and now I'm gonna hope it's fine by never addressing it oh, God. <laughs> Other than that, the book is pretty good. I just finished it.
2: That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you suck. But yeah. I mean, Kat said, eh, I- I'm halfway through and I'm going to yeah. take a break. So it's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, there's also so much sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. His hips the rust against her I was like oh damn it's now about that's the graphic that's yeah, actually yeah. graphic I don't think this falls under the cozy category yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing uh,
2: and I'm very sorry and I,
0: I I won't try to make it better it all' because nothing will make any of this better <laughs> I know
1: <laughs> I didn'tesa I found a new coffee related sale <laughs> I washed everything out, and I went over to start, you know, loading up the espresso machine, and I poured the water into the little hopper that the coffee goes in. <laughs> of course, it immediately went straight through and got all over the counter. And it was, I uh, just, I don't know, I didn't think I was that tired. <laughs> but there you go. You know, coffee in the, water in the coffee container. Now I have water in the water container, and hopefully we'll not forget to put coffee in the in the coffee part.
0: <laughs> you guys are doing a great job.
1: Hope you have a good one. Bye.
0: I I don't think, again, Teresa, if we were to ever go back and write a book about parenting and coffee, which at mm-hmm. this stage, I think we could. Yeah, I think we could. If there, no one tells you that you're going to suddenly not know how to do any of the things while confidently thinking you are doing them right. I still, to this day, catch myself about to pour water in the grinder, just right in the grinder, which I have yeah. done and have shared on the show. yeah. And I have to be like, ha, ah, look at me. Like, yeah. and I'm pointing at my hand with the water yeah. above the grinder and I have yeah. to will myself yeah. to pull it back and put it where it belongs. So your fail while a new twist on the coffee failures is still just just a obvious someone should have told us coffee fail. <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking about <clears throat> how
2: I cope with this. Yeah. And I think I th- think that I I don't have as many like mistakes. I don't actually make as many mistakes because I move so slowly. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the steps of making my coffee as though I've never done it before and I'm reading instructions as yeah. I go. Now this mm. is going to how many teaspoons? Count them out. One. Two. Do we have the cup ready? Yeah. Do we have the filter? Like, literally, That's... I'm just taking... I don't <laughs> even know how long I take to make my coffee in the morning, but it takes me a really
0: long time. Wow. That's yeah. actually a good way to approach everything right now. Maybe so. Right? I need yeah. it. I'm like... We have a lot of time. We are not going anywhere <laughs> and i guarantee you we've all forgotten how to go anywhere yeah <laughs> i'm gonna put my keys yeah. in the car now do God, I, I don't do even want to
2: think about the first day Like us. first morning i have to get everyone ready for school no that's terrifying to me i'm mean, gonna I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and do all the things very slowly like I'm doing them for the first time so I don't make mistakes
0: oh sweet dreams Teresa I know (laughs) well you're doing a horrible job making coffee just stop yep give up (laughs) give up now
2: you
1: are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you I love When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love
2: you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Dipsy, an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you
0: on. People like to push going to spas, (laughs) getting your nails done, eating a whole cheesecake as ways to show yourself. Self care. But Dipsy really helps you love yourself. <laughs> Woo! Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off.
2: And for listeners of One <laughs> Bad Mother, Dipsy's offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash badmother.
0: That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E. A stories.com slash badmother. Dipsy
2: slash badmother.
3: I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Kaisha. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, <laughs> hi. I'm Lori Kilt-Martin. Uh We're a bunch of stand up comics and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total, with <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. <laughs> and we're uh, working
1: out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun and it's called The Jackie and Lori Show. And you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless. And I'm. I Unmarried, but child full. So together
0: we make one complete woman. Is that just what what's yeah. gonna end? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays only on Maximum Fun. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up. If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me Dave Holmes for two, two, two doses of troubled waters a month. The cure for your news overload available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, it's time to snuggle in with Teresa and listen to a mom have a breakdown.
1: This is probably just a silly man, but I got told yesterday and today that since I've become a mom, I'm now too loud. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I am a little loud, but I have to be. (laughs) Colors are loud. Anyway, it was just silly to me, and I didn't share it because I thought it was funny. Um, Anyway, Happy New Year. Bye.
0: Yes, toddlers are loud. This is definitely, I just love this call for many reasons. One, it's good to hear the accents of my people. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) And two, I have never, usually when we get a rant and it's somebody said to me, since you've become a parent, you've, and I was waiting for all the usual shoes to drop. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. Lame. Uncool. You don't, we don't even invite you because you're never going to come out anyway. You're just different. The
2: nap time and the something, something. All
0: you want to do is talk about your children. (laughs) (laughs) I actually really like the idea that I've gotten louder, which seems next to impossible, since having children. I just. Love every image and fantasy I have about the scenarios in which this comment was given to you.
2: I know. Twice. I've been trying to imagine who are these people who are <laughs> noticing that your voice is louder the than it was
0: before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is it like somebody at the store? Is it an acquaintance? Is it a relative? Is it a good friend? Are they talking about you being louder when you're engaging in conversation Or are they like at your house while your toddlers are running around and so you're like doing the, yeah. So anyway, yesterday I was having a whole thought to my, Timmy! Right leg. And then you come back and maybe you're still yelling or or maybe just or you're just competing with
2: the sound in your house, which is what it always ends up happening in our house. Just the more people start talking, (laughs) the louder it gets and then the louder you have to talk in order to be heard. And well, there you have it. Everyone's yelling.
0: And then everybody says, I'm not the one who's yelling. In My house. Everybody's like, I'm not the loud one. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. All of us. All of us, from the very little to the very tall, are loud. It's
2: our special gift. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my family is loud, too. And I think Mm -hmm. the thing that people say in my house is,
0: stop yelling. (laughs) Why are you yelling at me? Do we yell at you? Why are you yelling? (laughs) Yeah. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I am right. I'm right here. Do you see me? Ouch. Where am I?
2: Ouch. My
0: Where ear is
2: right next to your mouth. Right here. Ow.
0: Ow. Can you? Where's mama? Where am I? Oh. Yeah. I'm right next to you. Can you please never speak again? <laughs> the. You could also be loud. I have one last theory on why mm-hmm. you are suddenly so loud. It's probably because your children have invalidated you as a human. Mm. And so you're just trying to be heard yeah. in, the, in the world like a, yeah. like a little who. And yeah. Horton hears in Horton, a who, Horton, who. You're like, who, yeah. We're all right here. We're, here. I, we're here. We're here. Yeah. We're, I'm standing right <laughs> next to you. I'm yelling. I'm yelling. Like there's some who mom being like, I'm right here stop stop yelling in my ear you're yelling so loud Horton can hear you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you
2: may just be also speaking more authoritatively I feel like with toddlers (laughs) like if sometimes that gets misread for loudness it does because like Mm. there comes a point where you're realizing that you're like no no uh, we're not going to do it that way we're going to do blah 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 (laughs) Or whatever it is, like something <laughs> dangerous. And, and then you're like, who am I? Yeah. Like, who, I'm the boss, I guess. I guess yeah, I have to you? be in charge. I'm who the boss. Who made you boss?
0: Who made you boss? Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: It's like, some, it's kind of like somebody saying, you know, before you were a mom. Yeah. You weren't a boss. <laughs> now you're a boss.
0: <laughs> now, you're, now you're a boss. But we're going to say that in a way that doesn't sound like you win. Yeah. You're. Yeah. The boss. look you're doing a wonderful job not only do we see you we can hear you and don't ever let them tell you to quiet down that's right you got that you're doing a wonderful job yeah you are Teresa you are also doing a wonderful job I think you're great I am so impressed by the mm. bicycle riding Thank you. I am sorry you hurt your foot, and I think you're doing a very good job.
2: Thank you, Biz. I also think you're doing a great job, and I definitely remember what your genius and fail were. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) She doesn't. She's already moved on. That space is gone in her
2: head. One was a book. (laughs)
0: Um, okay,
2: I love you for real. I'm gonna go. I love now. you for real. All right, okay. you're gonna go.
0: I'm here. Oh God, don't push the button. That's such a horrible way to leave people these days. Bye. It really is. Bye. <laughs> well, well, well. What did we learn today, guys? Well, we learned when there's a Teresa in your heart, there's also a song in your heart. I think we've learned a few things. You know, I don't know. This is, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know if anybody is aware. And uh, we're all going a little crazy, despite how normal some things feel. I'm learning that pandemics are not good for my general overall patience with the developmental stages of my children. And I really love what we learned talking with Mary who i just adore and that is sort of the fear that that we can have not just in not knowing the language where we are but there are lots of situations i think we can find ourselves in with new kids you know in our in our house and going out for the first time and trying to not feel like you're the only one who doesn't know what's happening or not knowing I can't think of the times that one of my kids would be sick or one of my kids would be in a situation and I didn't know all my options and how scary it was to discover that after the fact. And I mean, even as dumb as showing up at the park without socks on your kids in the middle of January. And that to me, that always felt like I was just walking into a room of people speaking a different language. And the reminder that as adults, it's a lot harder for us to shake that off. And the reminder that this is actually what our kids are going through, like, all the time. Because every situation, lots of times, are totally brand new to them. And their only experience and examples are seeing the adults in their lives who've had 30, 40, 50 years to get better at stuff. (laughs) So that's frustrating, you know, well, you can do it. I should be able to do it, you know, and it's like, well, I have failed for years and they don't always believe it when I say that because no one ever believes anything wise and sage when you try to pass it on to them. So, you know, I think it's okay to tell your kids that you fuck up at stuff all the time about your scary moments and, point out when they're being really brave and figuring out how to get through it. And that maybe there are times when they are your role models. Unless, of course, it has to do with a household chore and your child pretends like they've never, ever been faced with a task to clean something up before. Everybody, you're doing a very good job. I see you. I know how tired you are. I know how crazy you feel. I know how sad it is right now. I have a friend who is uh, in the process of her mother succumbing to COVID. And, you know, it's all that people in our lives right now, whether we know it, or maybe we haven't checked in in a while that are being affected by this. And I... It's a remarkably difficult situation when you cannot be with those you love when you want to the most. And I see you, and I am sorry, and it is okay for us to all grieve together. You are all doing remarkable. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to load down my Blue. Got to so
1: slow down, mama. Blue, got to slow down, mama. Blue, down, mama Blue. slow down, mama. Blue, got to slow down, mama. Blue, got to low down, mama. Blue, know that right.